pray in Psalm chapter 46. Psalm chapter 46. We'll read the entire psalm, verse 1 through 11. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. There is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her, she shall not be moved. God shall help, help her, and that right early. The heathen raged, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice, the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come, behold the works of the Lord. What desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for uh, how you speak to us through your word. And we ask you, Lord, that you would uh, minister today by your spirit. Lord, let your anointing be upon the words that I speak. Lord, let it be an encouragement to those that hear. In your name we pray, amen. Uh, this psalm caught my attention a few weeks ago when, when the incidents in uh, Jerusalem took place and uh, just the, the, the phrase that occurs there, uh, it, it's in three different verses. Verse 1, God is our refuge, and then in verse 7, God, the God of Jacob is our refuge. In verse 11, the God of Jacob is our refuge. Uh, the, the idea of, of all the atrocities, the, the situation that took place there, and, and those people, the, the, the turmoil that they're in uh, because of the attacks and, and the need for a refuge. Somewhere to run, somewhere to hide, and uh, in these uh, in these verses, it says the God of Jacob is our refuge. The God of covenant, the God of covenant is the one that we can run to and be safe. Uh, Ken sang that song, "Where could I go but to the Lord?" And that's exactly how it is. Where can I go? But to the Lord, there's nowhere else to go. Some trust in chariots, some trust in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord, <coughs> our God. Excuse me. The uh, that was a big one. We trust in the name of the Lord, our God. Proverbs eighteen ten says, "The name of the Lord is a strong tower; the righteous runneth into it and is safe." 
Uh, we trust in the name of the Lord our God. God is our refuge and strength. Where else are you going to go? What other resource of strength are you going to lean on? You can, you can lean on uh, knowledge. You can lean on wisdom. Of, uh, you can lean on uh, uh, strength and power and might. You can lean on uh, uh, machines and, and machinery of war. You can, you can trust in all kinds of things, but there is no other refuge that is strong except for our God. God is our refuge. Uh, he's a, he's, he is our refuge. We, we look to him. We trust in him. God is our refuge and our strength. Uh, a very present help in trouble. A very present help in trouble. When you, when you are in that situation that, uh, um, your circumstances turn the way that you don't expect, you start looking for something. I'm reminded as a child when, uh, when I was, uh, I can remember being little and scared of dogs and, and, uh, this, and we would go somewhere and I would get out of the car. I was very small and, and I would, I would look around looking for the dog. And when I saw the dog, I would look around and look for dad or mom because I needed something. I needed a present help. I needed something, somebody who would be there to pick me up when that dog came towards me. Uh, a very present help in trouble. A very present help in trouble. You know, our troubles often overpower us and they, they, they kind of shadow over us to where they become the biggest thing in the room. The, the thing that, that has our our, our closest view and sight is the trouble. And, and that all we can see is the trouble. We see the circumstance. We see the sickness. We see the strife. We see the turmoil. Uh, we see the problem. Uh, but, but the scripture says he's a very present help in trouble. He's bigger than the trouble. He's there. He, he, he's more powerful than the trouble. He's there in the middle of the trouble. We can count on him. He was there before the trouble started. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, Nahum tells us, and he knoweth them that trust in him. He's a very present help. He's a help that can be found. You know, sometimes you look for help every once in a while, I've been on a project or a situation working by myself, and I need some help. And you've got two hands already occupied, and you're stuck. There's the old story of the, the bricklayer who, who had his many injuries because he tried to do the project alone, going up and down on the... the, uh, the the pulley, because he tried to do it alone. But in the middle of our trouble, we have help. We're not alone. Uh, I don't have to holler for somebody in the other room because he's a very present help in trouble. He was there before the trouble started. He'll be there when the trouble's going on. He'll be there when the trouble is over with. He'll be with us in every circumstance, in every situation. Uh, he is a very present help in trouble. The troubles of life that we find ourselves in, God is in us 
in it with us. He's in it with us. He doesn't leave us nor forsake us. He said, I'll be with you even to the end of the earth. Uh, he's always there. When you see the three Hebrew children found themselves in that fiery furnace, who was with them in the midst of the fire? Who was there? He was, who was the present help in trouble? There was a fourth man in the fire that was there with them in the middle of their trouble. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, will not we fear? You know, the idea that I need a refuge indicates I have some sort of disturbance that is pursuing me. The, the idea that I need God to be a strength indicates that I have a weakness. Uh, the idea that he's with us in trouble indicates trouble. And all of these are things that we fear. How many times do we wake up and fear the day? We're afraid of what is going to happen in small things and in big things. We, we let fear set the course for our situation. In this situation, the psalmist here, he, used, he looks at four things. That he says, in these things we won't fear. Though the earth be removed, that's a pretty serious situation. Though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, everything around you changing. Everything around you falling apart. Though the waters thereof roar and be troubled. Though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. Uh, these, these troubling situations, uh, you could look at them just simply for their, uh, the, 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 the concept of nature and the, the fierceness of natural calamity that can take place. But you also understand that this psalm was written with a spiritual perspective, that this is also talking in terms of, of the, 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 the spiritual life of the individual. Or in, in Israel, talking about the political life of Israel, that, that there were nations rising up against them. There were shifting and changing uh, circumstances uh, in the kingdom. There were shifting and changing circumstances in individual families that were troubling, that were difficult. And in all of these situations, the psalmist says, therefore will not we fear. Just a logical conclusion. But most of the time, we don't see it that way. Most of the time, we let the trouble, the mountains being removed, the, the sea roaring and being troubled, we let it dictate how we feel about the situation, and we allow fear to be a part of, of our perspective and of our attitude. But the psalmist says, therefore, will not we fear. If God is our refuge, if God is our strength, if God is present, therefore, will not we fear. The Bible says he gives us a peace that passes all understanding. We won't lose our trust in God because of the circumstances. We won't lose our trust in the refuge that we have run to because of the circumstances. Heaven and earth will pass away, but He will remain. He will remain. We can trust in Him. The psalmist begins here with 
this encouragement. God is a refuge. But I want to look in verse 4 and uh, speak here for the next little bit about verse 4. There is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. In verse 1, he talks about a river, about a refuge. In verse 4, he talks about a river and uh, the, the river in the refuge. The river in the refuge. When you look at this psalm, uh, Bible scholars don't really point to any specific situation that this psalm applies to. Uh, it doesn't have the heading of Psalm of David. But when I read this psalm, uh, and I read that verse in verse 4, there is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God. Uh, it brings me to mind of Hezekiah's situation in Second Chronicles and in Isaiah. When the king of Assyria, Sennacherib, had, uh, had, had come up against Judea, that uh, the, the northern kingdom had already fallen, had already, had already lost its battle against sin, and therefore it already had lost its battle against the, the, the judgment of an, of an outside enemy coming and, uh, and taking over that nation. But Judah had not, the southern kingdom. And Hezekiah was king of the southern kingdom, and, and uh, he, had, he had set some things in place earlier in his in his uh, rule to reinstitute the Passover, reinstitute various aspects of the worship of God, and uh, God blessed him in it. <clears throat> and as he continued to reign, he saw the coming problem of Assyria and the king of Assyria, and he made some preparations for it. He made some preparations for it, and in Second Second Kings chapter thirty-two. Uh, it says that he uh, he talked to his his elders. He talked to his Second uh, Kings nineteen. He talked to his elders and he said to them, "I got to find my spot." Second Kings eighteen, verse seventeen. No, I don't want to be in Second Kings. I want to be in Second Chronicles. We'll get there. Second Chronicles 32. Verse 1. After these things and the establishment thereof, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, came and entered into Judah and encamped against the fenced cities and thought to win them for himself. And when Hezekiah saw that Sennacherib was come and that he was proposed to fight against Jerusalem, he took counsel with his princes and his mighty men to stop the waters of the fountains which were without the city, and they did help him. So there were gathered much people together who stopped all the fountains and the brook that ran through the midst of the land, saying, Why should the king of Assyria come and find much water? And also he strengthened himself and built up all the wall 
that was broken and raised it up to the towers and another wall without and repaired Milo in the city of David and made darts and shields in abundance. And he set captains of war over the people and gathered them together to him in the street in the gate of the city and spake comfortably to them saying, Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid nor dismayed for the king of Assyria, nor for all the multitude that is with him, for there is more with us than with him. In this circumstance, Hezekiah is getting ready for a siege. He's getting ready for the army of Assyria to come and lay siege to Jerusalem. And uh, he, it talks about him stopping the waters. And I've never been to the Holy Land. Some of you have. Uh, but as you, as you look at pictures, if you've not been there, uh, you recognize that as you look north towards the, the city, towards the temple, uh, on the on the, on the east, you have the valley, the Kidron Valley. Uh, from the mountainside is a stream called the, the Gihon Stream. That stream is a natural spring of water. It's a natural spring of water that comes out there on the hillside. In the early days of, of Hebrew history, uh, when, when the... Israelites took over the hillside of, 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 of that city that was Salem, Jabus at the time. Uh, they were able to take the city because the water source was outside the city. Uh, that water source was later when David built his wall around the city, he put that water source inside the city walls, inside the city walls. So now we have a city that is a refuge, a city that's walled, a refuge city. It also has a water source inside the city of Jerusalem. Uh, as, Jerus as Israel grew and as the nation was more um, prosperous, the city grew, the walls were expanded, and now we have in this time of Hezekiah, not only did he expand the walls to include, to include that, that spring, he also included another pool, the pool of Siloam, which is on the south side of the hill. He, he, he built walls around the entire city. He, he enclosed that stream. He also, what history and archaeology has told us, he also dug a passage through the city so water would get from one side of the city to the other side of the city. So what we have here is we have a stream, we have a river flowing inside of a refuge. We have a river inside flowing, uh, where that when, if the, uh, if the city is besieged, uh, one of the issues with, uh, in ancient times, when a city was besieged, was the water source would be cut off. And so you were in there, not only did you not able to get out and get food, you couldn't get out and get water. And so within days, you were coming to the end of your ability to sustain life. But here in Jerusalem, even though they were under siege, they had all the water they needed. 
They had everything they needed. Inside of their refuge, they had a river. They had a river. Uh, this river flowed and gave them, gave them the refreshment and the resource they needed for life. As the story goes here with Hezekiah, they began to pray. They began to call out to God. They began to ask him for his help in this situation. And so now back in 2 Kings 19, we see the prayer, the prayer of Hezekiah in verse 15. Hezekiah prayed before the Lord and said, O Lord God of Israel, which dwellest between the cherubim, thou art the God, even thou alone. Of all the kingdoms of the earth, thou hast made heaven and earth. Lord, bow down thine ear and hear. Open, Lord, thine eyes and see. And hear the words of Sennacherib, which, hath, which he hath sent to reproach the living God. He began to pray. He said, Lord, I... I bring this to you. The story goes that Sennacherib had sent a letter. They took the letter into the temple. They laid it before the altar and said, Lord, here's what the enemy of God is saying. And Hezekiah prayed this prayer and said, Lord, uh, you are the God. You dwell between the cherubim. If you look at this psalm, you see the psalm mentioned several times about God's presence with his people. If you look there in verse 4, it's in verse 5, it says, God is in the midst of her. Hezekiah prayed, you dwell between the cherubs. Lord, you're here. This is, this is the visual representation of your presence with us. Lord, you are with us. Psalm 46, it says, God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. It says in verse 6, he uttered his voice. In verse 7, it says, the Lord of hosts is with us. He's a very present help in time of trouble. When Hezekiah called out to God, he said, thou God that dwells between the cherubs, you are there. You dwell between the cherubs of the ark of the covenant in the temple. Your physical presence, your visible presence is there. Lord, we're calling out to you here in this psalm. It says he's a very present help in trouble. He is with us. He is here to help us. He is in the midst of us. He is our river, our life-sustaining strength in the middle of our trouble. He's the river in the refuge. He's the river in the refuge. We can count on him. He will sustain us. He will keep us in the midst of our difficulties. All through the wilderness wandering, the children of Israel, every day they had a confirmation of the presence of God, that God was with them in that pillar of fire by night and that pillar of cloud by day. There was always a continual, a continual assurance of his presence that God is with them. God is our help. God is our help. God is our strength. He is our river in the refuge. We can count on him. He is in our midst, in the middle of our situation. He is our help in our trouble. His, he, when he utters his voice, the earth the earth is melted. We know that he moves and he changes the circumstance and the situation. 
We have his word. It says, the, there is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. We have the, his word, the, his promises, uh, the streams of his promises that encourage us and lift us up, the streams of his precepts that show us uh, which way to go and how to live and what to do, the streams of hope in his word that tell us of, of his victory and of his power the streams of life that we have from him, the stream of his spirit, this river, this river that we have in the refuge of Jesus Christ. Ezekiel talked about that river that flowed from the altar. It flowed from the altar, and as it flowed from the altar and then over the threshold of the door and then out through the city, it was water to walk in, then water to the ankles, and then water to the knees, and then water to the loins, the flow of His Spirit. We have a resource in the Spirit of God. We have a life-giving resource in the Spirit of God that no matter what the circumstance or the situation, no matter what we are being uh, surrounded by, no matter what is attacking us, no matter what is attempting to overtake us, we know we have the resource of the Spirit of God and the life of God in us. John 7 said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. He would pour his Spirit out upon us. He is our river in the refuge. What circumstances? What circumstances are overwhelming you? What circumstances are breaking through? Uh, to what, what seeming impossibilities are there in front of you? God is our refuge and strength. He, and there is a river that we can draw from as a resource in our circumstance and our situation. The river of God that flows. God is a refuge and our strength. Verse 7 says, The Lord of hosts is with us. When Elisha prayed for his servant, for his eyes to be opened, what did he want him to see? He wanted him to see that there's more that be with us than be with them. There's more than with us than with them. We have a resource. He is the Lord of hosts that's with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, and God will move. God will turn the circumstance. God will change the situation. At the beginning of the chapter, in the first four verses, we're looking at, a, at, at the terribleness of the situation. But in verse 4, we see that God has provided everything that we need. Verse 2 and 3 talk of cataclysmic events, talk about, turmo talk about turmoil and trouble. But the rest of the psalm talks about how God is in control. He is our help and He is our resource. There's nowhere else to go. There's nowhere else to turn but to God for our help and our strength. It says in verse 8, Come behold the works of the Lord, what desolations he hath made in the earth. Without question, God will judge. God will make right. God will set in order. Verse 9 speaks of a time in the future. He maketh wars to cease unto the ends of the earth. He breaketh the bow and, and 
causeth the cutteth the spear in sunder, he burneth the chariots in the fire. We know that he is in control. We know that he is victorious. We know that he will uh, he will turn the situation to his glory and to our good. And verse ten says, "What we can do." It's like verse two. Therefore, will we not fear? Verse 10 says, be still and know that I am God. I'm in the refuge and I've got a stream and that's all I need. I've got a refuge and I've got a stream and that's all I need. If this trial goes on, I'm in the refuge. If this trial is turned in the night... I still have a refuge. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. We know God's in charge. We can count on him. He will bring to pass his purpose. And the psalm ends with the same verse as verse 7. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. How many times did God save Jacob? Time and time again. Even, even when Jacob didn't know he needed saved, God was saving him. God was going ahead and turning the circumstance for his good. He didn't know jo- Joseph was down in Egypt setting things up for his survival. God is his refuge. The God of Jacob is our refuge. What circumstances, what difficulties are we facing? We think about Israel and their situation. Lord, that you would be their refuge. Lord, that you would be their strength and their help in this time of trouble. In our personal lives, what difficulties, what situations, what trials, what sicknesses, in it all we can be still and know that he is God. And he works all things for his glory and for our good. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, that we can count on you. We can trust in you. That no matter what the circumstance, we know that you are our refuge. And Lord, inside that refuge, we have a stream of your spirit, the living spirit of God that is given to us, that flows in us. We thank you, Lord, that you are a resource. Help us, Lord, to be like the psalmist without fear. Help us, the Lord, be like the psalmist to be still and know that you are God in the midst of the trial. Lord, I pray for this congregation. Lord, those that are are among us that are in difficulties, those that are among us that are in trial, Lord, I pray that you would encourage them this morning. Bring them, Lord, a sense of peace and relief and comfort through your word. Lord, that they know that you are the very present help in time of trouble, that you are in the midst, that you are here to help, that your voice will utter what needs to be done in our life. 
Lord, we thank you for it and we praise you for it. Lord, we look to you. We turn to you. We trust you in all of our circumstances. We lean upon you as our resource, as our refuge, as our river. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's stand together.